How's it going? I'm Xander Fryer, just another millennial corporate dropout turned entrepreneur. Since quitting my day job as an engineer just over four years ago, I built a multi-million dollar coaching business, mentoring seven-figure business owners, professional athletes, award-winning musicians, Hollywood actors, best-selling authors, and hundreds of aspiring entrepreneurs. I truly believe that when we couple the right knowledge with a strong desire for action, anything is possible. But most of us are never given the right knowledge, the shit you don't learn in college. The Sidlik Podcast shares interviews from the world's most successful people in business, finance, sports, health, and entertainment in order to help you live a life filled with more money, more meaning, and more freedom than you ever thought possible. Get ready to learn the shit you don't learn in college. Friends, how's it going? Welcome back to another episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. I'm your host, Xander Fryer, and today we're going to talk about how I hit the Inc. 5000. You can actually, where is it? You can see it sitting over my shoulder. Uh, How I actually hit the Inc. 5000, what it took for me to build a multi-million dollar uh, coaching business over the last several years with zero entrepreneurial experience, uh, zero network, zero money, just a couple of credit cards to start before uh, I'm going to talk about how to make decisions for both long-term success and short-term growth at the same time. Um, and for all of our shit you don't learn in college fans, fans out there, if you've gotten any value from anything we put out, don't forget to go to sidlickbook.com and grab uh, a copy of my shit you don't learn in college book. Uh, that's open now. We're giving away over $3,000 in bonus trainings and programs at sydlicbook.com. So check it out. Uh, but let's get on with it. So just to give a little bit of context for you guys, all right? You can see it over my shoulder. We hit the Inc. 5000 list this year. Uh, we were the second, I was the second ranked coach uh, in, the, in America. The first ranked coach in America was uh, some lady who coaches MLMs, I think. So I'm a little bit pissed about that, um, but I'll deal with it. I'll give her props for beating me. Uh, you know, I, I, fair, all's fair in love and war. And, uh, you know, she won that competition fair and outright. Um, But we grew over 800% uh, over the last three years. That's 75% year-over-year growth uh, to building to where we are now, an over $3 million business. Um, And there's a handful of things that I feel that we did as a coaching company that a lot of people don't do. It's the way that we run the company. It's the way we make decisions. uh, It's the way that we handle a lot of different things within the organization. And obviously, how I first started my business from literally nothing to my first 10K a month, 20K a month, 50K a month, 100K a month. Um, that I want to run through with you guys today to make sure that you can take the lessons from that. So uh, the first thing that I wanted to share uh, is really the three R's of, uh, this is kind of a mindset uh, that I think it takes. And I actually learned these three R's from one of my mentors, Bedros Koulian. So Bedros uh, talks about, uh, as entrepreneurs, um, you know, I think it's something like uh, like 90% of, uh, 90% of billionaires are actually self-made. I mean, they came from nothing. They didn't come from real wealth. Right. So a lot of people have this belief that a lot of people have this belief that you have to have money to uh, make money. And the truth is, majority of people that have a ton of wealth actually came from nothing. Right. So we all have these excuses around what it can actually take to build wealth and become successful. And uh, most of the time, they're not true. And what it really comes down to is the three R's and how well you embody these three R's. So the first is resourcefulness. Right. Now, in the absence of resources, you must get resourceful. It's amazing how little resources you need uh, it today to actually launch a coaching business, right? You have an iPhone in your pocket, you have a, a laptop, you have social media for free. 
that's all you need. Just your skill set. You can get started. So uh, you don't really need a ton to get up and running as a coach. You can just be resourceful and make shit happen. Uh, the second R is relentlessness. Um, so relentlessness really comes down to your drive and your want. Now, uh, Napoleon Hill talks about this in Think and Grow Rich. He says the biggest reason, the biggest reason that somebody does not achieve success in their life, does not get to the goals that they really want, is because they just don't want it bad enough. They don't have the drive, the desire, the relentless focus on achieving that goal, right? Now, a lot of people, a lot of our clients, when we're working with them, they go, uh, well, Xander, I, you know, I just wasn't born with the drive that you have. And I always have to tell people, like, I wasn't born with this drive either, right? I'm inherently lazy. I think we're all inherently lazy, and none of us actually want to do anything, right? But I create that desire. I stoke that desire uh, through things like visualizations and affirmations um, and really attaching, really attaching to the outcome, the impact that I want to achieve, the, the future that I want to have for my family. And I visualize that and I affirm that on a daily basis to stoke that flame, stoke that fire. So if you're not visualizing and affirming on a daily basis to stoke that flame, stoke that fire, you're never going to have the desire that's strong enough and you're never going to be relentless in the face of your fears and obstacles and all of those things, right? Think about it. If you were relentless, truly relentless, and you had such a strong want and desire to uh, accomplish something, no amount of obstacles or fears or anything could get in your way. You'd figure it out, right? If you're truly relentless, you will become truly resourceful, right? Which brings us to the last R, which is resilient, right? Now, I always tell everybody that when you are building a business, you will get punched in the face. There's no way around it, right? You will 100% get punched in the face. And if you think you're not going to get punched in the face, you're probably going to get punched in the face faster and harder and more times than you want to you, you admit. And even if you know that you're going to get punched in the face, uh, you're probably going to get hit harder and more times than you want to admit. It, that's just the way that business is. It finds a way of, of really hitting you and then continuing to hit you while you're down. And the truth is you have to be resilient. You have to be willing to take the blows, take the punches, not, uh, not let them get to you, not let them change your, your direction, not let them change your vision. And so much of this comes back to that relentlessness as well. But you know, really, these three R's are th three things that you have to embody as an entrepreneur if you want to be uh, successful. And for me, you know, getting, onto the, uh, getting onto the Inc. 5000 list, I can't tell you how many times I'd been beat up. I can't tell you how many times you know, the business crumbled or, you know, like when my best friend AJ committed suicide, I crumbled. I went into a deep, dark depression and I had to, I had to get relentless. I had to attach back to the dream and I had to become resilient and I had to find uh, support to help me through my depression. And, you know, I had, there, there's so many things that I had to fight through to get to the end state. You know, a lot of the times we just see the highlight reel on social media. We just see uh, you know, the, you know, I just, I, we just had the book come out. So you just see the highlight reel of, Oh, the book just became a number one bestseller. Shit. You don't learn in college here. Shit. You don't learn in college there. You don't see the late nights. You don't see the early mornings. You don't see the tears. You don't see the struggles for two years. I went back and forth in a legal battle to try and get the trademark for shit. You don't learn in college because the U S patent and trade office deemed it, uh, deemed it lewd and offensive to the idea of higher education. So for two years, I fought with the U S government until the Supreme Court ruled that the USPTO's ruling unconstitutional, right? I had to fight. I had to, I really had to work for five years to get this book to launch. But, you know, everybody just sees the, the, the highlight reel of me posting on social media and hitting a number one bestseller. 
right? They don't actually see all the work that went into it over the last five years, the behind the scenes and everything, all the blood, sweat, and tears that really made it happen, right? So we got to remember that we got to be resourceful, relentless, and resilient uh, if we really truly want to accomplish our dreams and do something like hitting the Inc. 5000 list, right? Now, number two, and this is something that I work on with all of our clients uh, very consistently, right? So what I've found is the most successful people are the ones that can make decisions with the long term in mind and not the short term. I want you to think about this. Uh, what that means, right, is majority of us make decisions to uh, to fix short term problems and to help us with short term issues or short term emotional uh, situations that are going on. But the best entrepreneurs are the ones that make decisions with the long term in mind, even if it means short term, it's really scary or it puts them in somewhat compromised positions, right? I remember when I, uh, you know, when I first invested, uh, when I first started investing to learn, um, to learn my, my, like everything I needed to launch my coaching business, right? I put myself in about $25,000 worth of credit card debt. Now, short term, that was terrifying, but I knew long term, I was going to have a multi-million dollar business. I really knew that deep down and I had to make decisions like that was reality, Right. I would have, you know, I thought about, I was like, I would have no, no issues putting myself $25,000 in debt if I was certain that I would have a seven figure business in the next year to two years. So I was like, I have to act with that long term in mind. And I know that investing, you know, 25, 30, 40 K right now for a seven figure business is nothing. Right. That's totally worth it. Right. Now, a majority of us make most of our decisions from a place of fear and less from a place of purpose. We make our decisions from a place of survival. It's that amygdala part of our brain that keeps us safe. And this is just evolution, right? So evolutionarily, your brain is five times more likely to make decisions from a place of fear to keep you alive. Now, as ancient human, this makes sense, right? Because you know you don't want to make decisions that cause you to uh, you know go out and be eaten by a saber-toothed tiger. But the truth is, there's no more saber-toothed tigers. We're not going to die by making majority of our decisions, right? So those fear-based decisions, the more we make decisions from a place of fear, that actually leads us down paths of, of unhappiness, unfulfilled, financial lack, scarcity, all of those things. But the more we can start to have a little faith, make decisions from a place of purpose, like I mentioned, like the end goal is uh, imminent, right? That's going to be what allows us to reach those long-term successes. Now, this is scary. This means making a lot of decisions somewhat illogically, right? Like it doesn't really make sense to make some of those decisions that you might make. But the, you know, the way that I got this, I tell people like you have to have a little bit of faith. Um, you know, Jim Carrey says, "Have a little faith, not religion, not not hope, but faith." Right now, I personally think I just watched way too many Disney movies growing up, and I fully believe in the hero's journey. Right, we all start somewhere. We have to go through that hero's journey into the pit of despair. We have to make all of these mistakes. We have to learn all this stuff, and then we come out the other side and we achieve the thing we want to achieve, right? So I always have faith that when I'm down in the dumps, when I'm in the pit of despair, that I'm going to learn something and come out the other side. So much so that when I quit my corporate job, okay, I quit my corporate job and I started investing myself and I put myself into massive amounts of debt, I actually filmed a, a video log uh, on, a, on a daily and weekly basis. It was like a 90 styles, like real world video vlog um, where I just recorded my deep thoughts, my fears. And I recorded this because I knew, I knew that in my journey of building a, a, a multi-seven-figure business, now I'd never done this before. I had, I had no idea how to do it, but I knew that I was going to, with all my resolve, figure it out, and I was going to get there, and I was going to go through trials and tribulations. So I literally recorded a vlog 
And for the first six months, and it's me going through the ups and the downs, the highs and the lows. You know, one day you see me on this high after doing a bunch of stuff. The next day you see me, you know, it's like five in the morning and I'm bawling my eyes out because I have no idea what the hell I'm doing and I have no idea how I'm going to make this work. And I'm $20,000 worth of debt in, and I'm about to max out my second credit card and I don't know how I'm going to pay rent the next month. And you see all of these videos, you see them real in our coaching program because I wanted to show people that I could go through that journey, but have the faith that I am going to get to that end goal, right? And so I went through all the ups and downs, and obviously on the other side, the rest is history, right? But I filmed those videos knowing that all of my decisions that I made were with the long-term in mind, and because I was gonna make the decisions with the long-term in mind, it was inevitable. Of course I was going to succeed in the end, all right? So you gotta make decisions with the long-term in mind, and this is scary for a lot of people. Every time you make a decision with the short-term in mind, most of us make long-term decisions in short-term emotional situations. That is not going to benefit you. That is going to hurt you every single time. So that brings me to the third thing that I had to do to get to the Inc. 5000 list, right? I had to fall in love with the process, not the outcome. Now, there are a lot of coaches out there that'll set a goal, one goal, and then they achieve it. Let's say they wanna hit 20K a month or 30K a month. They go hit the 20K a month mark or 30K a month, and then their business crashes right afterwards, right? That's because they fell in love with the outcome, right? You need to fall in love with the process because focusing on the outcome leads to two things. Number one, it leads to frustration or giving up when you're not hitting the goal, right? If you're just so focused on the outcome of, of 10K a month, 20K per month, 50K per month, whatever it might be, right? If you're just so focused on that outcome, well, what about all the days that you don't actually hit that outcome? It leads to frustration and anger and, and you're just pissed off and you're, you're, you're questioning your own self-worth and whether, whether or not you can do it. And it leads a majority of people to giving up. Well, let's say you do actually hit your goal, but you're focused on the outcome. Like I just mentioned, you go hit this goal of 20 or 30 or 50K per month, and then directly afterwards, you fall off because you had to put so much work that you hated into getting to this goal that you burn out, right? And then it falls off. Well, what if, what if you just became someone who fell in love with the process, who fell in love with the process of growth and working hard and getting out of your comfort zone? right? Well, every day you just focused on growth. Every day you just worked hard, right? Every day you just chose to put yourself out there and get out of your comfort zone and you would keep growing and you would hit 10K a month and then eventually you'd hit 20K a month and 30K a month. But you don't just give up there because you're the type of person that enjoys growing. You're the type of person that enjoys putting in the work. You're the type of person that enjoys getting out of your comfort zone, right? So you just keep growing. Then you hit 50K a month, you hit 100K a month, you hit 200K a month, 300K a month. This is what I did, right? I fell in love with the process of growing. I fell in love with the process of putting myself out there, uh, working hard and, and continuing to develop myself as a person. Now, personally, I feel that entrepreneurship is one of the best forms of personal development in the world, right? This is why I love it so much. And this is why I continue to grow as a person is because every time I have to go to a new level, it, it, it continues the process of personal growth. I find new limiting beliefs. I find new uh, self-development areas. I find new fears that I'm overcoming. I find new thought processes that have been holding me back. I find new skill sets that I need to build myself in. So I've fallen in love with the process of growing itself, which means that as I continue to do it, I continue to grow long-term. I don't just hit a milestone and then stop. And that's really what it takes if you want to hit the Inc. 5000, because the Inc. 5000 measures consistent growth over the course of years, not just one month of, 
of uh, you know hitting some numbers. You know, everybody on Facebook and social media they go, I oh, you know I hit uh, I hit fifty thousand dollars a month, or I hit a hundred thousand dollars a month. Okay, well, can you hit multiple million dollars a year, multiple years in a row, and can you grow seventy five percent year over year over year over year? That's a totally different story. That's not just extreme growth. That's extreme growth with consistency. And you have to be a totally different type of person to do that. Those are the types of people that completely change the world. But it's because they fall in love with the process, not the outcome. All right, friends, that's all we have for today's show. Hopefully that really helps you out. But don't forget that knowledge without action yields nothing. So make sure that you implement what you've learned here with us. And for all of our shit you don't learn in college fans, uh, obviously, if you've gotten any value from this, make sure to go grab your copy of the book, sydlicbook.com, also available on Amazon now. We're giving away over $3,000 worth of programs and trainings with it. So head over and check it out now. I love you. We'll chat soon. All right, that's all we have for today, folks. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. And if you did, please share this episode on your social media and tag at Xander Fryer. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star rating so you don't miss any other great episodes. We can only spread our message when you share this knowledge with the others that need it. So we really appreciate the support. Thanks a ton.